0: Podcast and Recreation, which is literally the best name we could think of for what will surely be the greatest podcast in the history of recorded media. I'm Nora Katz. And
1: I'm Joe Poskenser. We're transatlantic friends and TV junkies with a passion for writing, politics, and breakfast
0: food. Is that the correct order for this week?
1: Yes. No. Actually, breakfast food moved ahead of politics this week. Okay. Because I'm just tired of politics.
0: Yeah. That's fair. I know you hate
1: when people say that, but I keep looking at the news and then it just makes me physically tired.
0: No, it's the worst. So, it's the worst. Okay. But we've had some um, happiness brought to us by Samantha B, so it's okay.
1: Oh, I didn't watch that, actually. Oh my I gosh, it's cable. so
0: good. You have to. Um, my
1: parents, when they moved me into my apartment, they were like, this are the two things everybody needs in their apartment. One, landline. Two, cable. And I was like, wrong. I'm wrong actually all i need is the internet all the tv i could ever want to watch is there and not a landline just no <laughs> no one has landlines anymore, guys
0: that's true my family got rid of our landline and it was like a big thing for about five minutes and then we were like okay this changes almost nothing about our current day-to-day lives
1: saves us money if anything
0: yeah probably. yeah Yeah. Verizon wouldn't let us go our like phone we had to fight with our phone company for like a year because they wouldn't get they like wouldn't let us go
1: that's like the equivalent of like
0: gyms in
1: Los Angeles really Anna my friend Anna who lives in Los Angeles with me could not get this gym to leave her alone before she even moved to Los Angeles this gym would not leave her alone they wanted her bad they just really want to collect all the people okay that's fair it's collect them all like connect them or like pokemon <laughs> whatever the like, cool hip illusion is these days
0: <laughs> okay so we've already gone on a tangent which i think is perfect um today Great. we're talking <laughs> if about you're listening
1: this is about parks and recreation you wouldn't know it
0: but it is um today we're talking about parks and recreation season one episode three the reporter which aired on april 23rd 2009 Written by Dan Gore and directed by Jeffrey Blitz. Um, and our little synopsis from IMDb, thank you IMDb, is this. Leslie gets a newspaper reporter to do a story about her and the park idea, but becomes upset when she finds out that the reporter slept with Mark. No spoilers. I don't think, I don't think so, because so they're about to hear us synopsis. talk about it. So
1: <laughs> Okay, so here's a fun fact about this episode. Um, this episode was filmed second it was originally meant to be episode 2 but they switched the order for airing really? The embassy, which was originally episode 3 first um, and then Dan Gore was allegedly upset about this so the producers of the show played a prank on him and sent him like an email pretending it was going to be pushed back even further um, by NBC because of quote unquote a sports thing But <laughs> like, they said a sports thing in the email and he like I think believed it I don't know <laughs> I have some facts for you children today, and roughly 100% of them are from Wikipedia. Um, I know there is a stigma against Wikipedia, but uh, these days, Wikipedia is actually reliable, as long as you check the sources.
0: That's correct. That's correct. If you travel in academic circles, you know, Wikipedia is rough. I did recently write a paper where I wrote about Wikipedia, so...
1: Here's a question, though. Is it rough in academic circles because academic circles are primarily occupied by people of an older generation who are distrustful
0: of Wikipedia? That's part of it, I think. That's part of it. Okay, just wanted to put that theory out there. Yes. I love Wikipedia. I'm the first person to ever say that. <laughs> Welcome to New the, insights, to the every innovation recreation. In <laughs> Tune in, kids. Um, so... Yeah, let's tell the story. Let's weave a narrative here.
1: Great. Do you wanna start? Sure.
0: Um Great. so the cold open of the episode, we have um Jerry leading a nature walk for children. Um and then Leslie. Actually, assuming it was for teens, but then a girl got pregnant. <laughs> for preteens.
1: It's <laughs> if it's the preteen nature
0: walk. Yeah, a pre a preteen nature walk. Um okay. And Leslie assuming that she can eat something that he picked out of the ground, which is uh, country honeysuckle, I believe is the plant that he picked. It is,
1: in fact, I wrote that down.
0: So yep. well.
1: that's a bummer for her. Doesn't end well.
0: That's a classic, and her reaction to that I think is a is a classic moment.
1: Some great physical comedy. Uh, this is, I think, the first like real introduction of the character of Jerry. It's like kind of the first, like more than like a side speech yeah. line for him. Yeah. Um, we say he is a good-natured, kind
0: sort of man That's true, he is He is. Yeah. He's doing a very good job on the nature walk As well um. I know, uh,
1: I'm proud of him <laughs> Yeah, so that's, that's the uh, Cold Open And then we, we have a little break For that theme song So great, hope all you listeners are Not skipping the theme song
0: Yeah, don't you dare skip the theme song <laughs> Please don't skip the theme song
1: um, Leslie comes back um, And she has invited a reporter from the Pawnee Journal to do an article on
0: the pit. Yes. The reporter's name is Shauna Malway-Tweep, which is the greatest character name in the world.
1: Name. Also, they hold up the Pawnee Journal and yes. the headlines say, Spring arrives. Most residents welcome the new season. The other,
0: headline, the other headline is, word is yeah. iguana. <laughs> "Iguana Iguana. <laughs> iguana? Also, Leslie's wearing know. an
1: amazing bow shirt in this scene. I had to that
0: out. I want to know who the, like, um, props assistant was who had to make that newspaper because they did a great job. So, shout out to them.
1: them. Once I got to make something that appeared on a screen on Bones, that was really fun and exciting. Really? It was a coroner's report. That's awesome. Yeah. And then it showed up on the episode. I was like, that's what I did.
0: Did it say "wanna Iguana on it? Because if it not, didn't. it didn't. Well, then I don't see why it's relevant. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last time I
1: try to color in this podcast with exciting anecdotes from my life (laughs) damn nora cold i could feel that that shade all the way from ireland which is by the way where nora is
0: that i'm doing my job well
1: great thanks
0: um and then leslie sort of talks a big talk about her tortured and complex relationship with the press
1: oh gosh Um, she does
0: which i think is apropos of what's been happening in the past week with the white house correspondence dinner and the not the white house correspondence dinner so the press was there a
1: real white house white house correspondence dinner yes i literally have seen nothing about it in the news all i've seen is a trump isn't going yeah to whatever i don't care and then two sam b is having her own thing
0: Yes. It's, Sam B had her own thing and then there was the right. the actual one and Hassan Minaj of the Daily Show hosted. So I
1: straight up thought that was him at Sam B's.
0: No, no, they they were co- some okay, competing Okay, this this events. lets you
1: know how how hip and with it I am this week. Um <laughs> there's just a lot so much information coming at me. And I just my head made jumps put things together and it was wrong. So trust your head. It's the moral of the story. Um, So yes, Leslie has a prep meeting with the office. Um, Yes. She goes over the rules. Number one is stay on message. Number two, what? Stay on message again? It's that important. Just like Fight Club.
0: That's true. That's true. This is Leslie's Fight Club. It's a meeting in the conference room.
1: That's the spinoff. Leslie no Fight Club. (laughs) I'd watch it. Um, Then uh, Leslie takes Mark to breakfast at JJ's Diner.
0: The unofficial meeting place of Pawnee's political elite.
1: Yeah, it's going to appear myriad times over the course of the series. Um, it's a good new location. Write that down on your maps. Mark that. Um, so, yes, yeah, so she eats waffles at this important meeting with Mark. Yep. Um, which is exciting because waffles are great. Yes, I, my note from this scene is I have such terrible secondhand embarrassment for Leslie here.
0: Yes, it's so bad. But. It's just like watching through my fingers. <laughs> But she does this, like, the, like, talking head about how she had sex with Mark is in front of, like, the dessert turntable, which is such a classic, like, (laughs) diner object, and I just really thought that that was the best backdrop they could have used for that, and I don't really know why, but just, like, the juxtaposition of her talking about sleeping with Mark in front of, like, a slowly rotating cheesecake just really worked for me. (laughs) That's a
1: thesis. Somewhere in there was a thesis statement. (laughs) Um, Great, and then the reporter shows up.
0: Yes. And we get this little sort of, like, sidebar of Leslie when a raccoon shows up in City Hall in the yep. past. They and are her, dangerous bandits. Yes. Her reaction to the raccoon in City Hall is the greatest piece of dramatic acting in the history of television.
1: Wait, can you can, can you say the name of that animal again?
0: I said raccoon just then, and I've literally never <laughs> yeah, done that in my life. It's a raccoon. I
1: thought, I thought maybe that was just how you pronounced that, I was like, all right.
0: I'm no, sorry, the rural Pennsylvania was coming out there for a second.
1: Oh, see, that is a dialect thing, I suspected. Um, also, if you're keeping Jack at home, um, the racist mural count has gone up to two.
0: The trial of Chief Wamapo. That's right. I think he has a quiet dignity. He I'm does kind of kind have of... a quiet dignity. And, <laughs> and then we zoom out to a cannon eight inches from his torso. Yikes. Oh, it's so awful.
1: So Shawna wants to interview everybody about the pit, and as she is a reporter in the twenty first century, she has a tape recorder she has brought along to conduct these interviews, which stresses Leslie up to an absurd degree.
0: She yes. <laughs> continually
1: shuts off the tape recorder because she doesn't feel like her answers are like newsworthy or like appropriate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would also like to point out that Leslie has reserved the conference room. There's a reserved sign on it, which is insane because I would say 90% of the department is in the meeting. <laughs> so no one else was going to be in there anyway. Just but in case. This is just another example of Leslie's delightful overkill. So
1: great. Uh, and then Andy in this meeting. It's Andy and Anna here. Um, Andy reveals he was drunk when he fell into the pit looking for a toaster. And then he and Anne get into what they call a lover's spat, whereas Andy calls out Anne for drinking on birth control, and Anne, who was a nurse, is like, that's, you can do that. It's <laughs> fine.
0: In this meeting, we also learned that Andy's band is now called Three Skin. It used um, to be foreskin. It used to be foreskin. so in the previous episode, uh, he revealed that it was called Just the tip. so that is now three band names for Andy's band. So we're um, track of that as well.
1: We're we'll be keeping track of that okay, as
0: well. We'll be keeping track of that as well. Two racist murals, three band names, three okay, episodes.
1: And, and what a great segue. One, Leslie compliments to Anne, and that is, in its entirety, oh, Anne, you're so sweet and innocent and pretty.
0: Yes, that's a good one. Keep so a tally of that, those. too.
1: I am. That's my le- your next tally. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, so then Leslie calls on Mark to come help fix the problem as she has wanted to do, and Mark walks in and goes, hey, I just got your... 15 texts and I felt personally attacked by that line because I send that many if not more in any given situation. In
0: non-emergency situations.
1: Yeah, in non-emergency situations. There are many emojis that need to be in separate text bubbles.
0: Yeah, that's true. Also, if you're reading
1: text messages like a play, as you should be, it's more emphasis on each message.
0: That is true. That's accurate. I recommend, mm-hmm. if Jill Pothkanzer has never texted you, get on that and get her to text you, because it's fun. I
1: just winked at the microphone, <laughs> which I thought would be cool and relatable, and then I remembered this is a podcast.
0: We live, um, in, an, yes. we live in an audio medium. Um, yes. And Leslie says, quote, I tried to stay on message, but then Anne and Andy sandbagged me. <laughs> so great. Which, I mean, to be um, fair, Leslie did stay on message, if ineffectively. That was one and too. Yeah. Stay
1: on message, and then uh, in the in B plot land. What a fun land. Um, Tom and Ron play Scrabble, and Tom lets Ron win, so Ron feels good about himself. Um, and then Ron smack talks Tom, being bad at Scrabble. <laughs> he says, "You're worse than my ex-wife, and she's terrible at Scrabble, <laughs> <laughs> and she's a bitch." <laughs> and, there's like a B- and then he goes, "Her name is Tammy Swanson, and she's a serious bitch." <laughs> wonder
0: if that will be explored in later episodes oh i hope so great what happens next well then there's sort of there's this moment where um leslie is still talking to mark in the office and shauna is just like in the conference room like working on her article which i just thought was weird like why do they just let the reporter stay in the office when she's done interviewing everybody and just like hang out i thought that was a weird thing that was happening um
1: when we get dan and mike and greg on the show to ask them questions that I'll check with
0: them. I don't, I think that that should not be a priority question, but.
1: Oh, okay, good,
0: okay. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll make a list.
1: Um, so, yeah, then, then uh, Leslie asks Mark to handle it, and then the next morning, at the pit, who drives Shauna to the pit?
0: Mark Brandanowitz.
1: Holy, holy.
0: He's a sleaze bag, but he gets it done.
1: Okay, so then Shauna comes out of the car just in the same outfit.
0: And Leslie is really confused.
1: And then. She gets it, and then she's not happy. Yeah,
0: she's she gets kind of
1: aggressive happy. with Shauna when she realizes that Shauna may have or has slept with Mark. Yeah. And then she gets nervous and admits that her job might technically have been handed to her because of nepotism. <laughs> she's like, my mom hired me. Which, it's not nepotism. I mean, it's nepotism, but don't write
0: that down. I would like to make a brief cultural reference to the classic film School of Rock, uh, in which <laughs> Jack Black's character refers, calls nepotism nepotiz because he likes to abbreviate things. He says nepotiz. He says he's going on an audition. But nepotiz is like my favorite line in that movie.
1: Is that like your biggest influence for abbreviating things? Is it school of rock?
0: Um, I don't think so. But no, I do makes... love to abbreviate.
1: You do. That's true. That was like 50% of our acapella rehearsals were abbreviations of things
0: yeah that's true you'd think we would have gotten more done because we were because we were saying half the words we should have been but
1: (laughs) and yet it's because we were late
0: all the time (laughs) here's a call Uh... out for jake
1: (laughs) (laughs) jake if you're listening show up on time it's two years too late it's two years too late um oh guys it's calf season oh
0: my god um, great. So Leslie, Leslie, just Leslie's solution is to just go sit in her car, which <laughs> I really related to because I have definitely done that.
1: <laughs> and then just like put the seat all the way back. And I don't know if we're doing still doing links to related media. Yes. But here's one for all of you: the forty-five second long video, maybe, of the girl in the car with the lint roller talking about how everyone thinks that she's a child because she's so short and she's like lit rolling her face and the video <laughs> ends with her being like wow she has her own credit card wow and she just bends the seat back and it just goes all the way back and she's like lit rolling her face <laughs> and someone like reblogged it on the internet and they, the caption is put this in the moma <laughs> so if we can find that that's gonna go in the
0: links yes it will because it's relevant then back in b plot april takes over tom's computer and plays really good words and is the scrabble genius and Tom is annoyed because he wants to lose, and April fails to see why that's happening. So.
1: Or she sees and doesn't care. It's
0: unclear. That's, that's more accurate, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so then in A-plot land, Leslie confronts Mark, um, who calls her a giant dork. She says she can't tolerate kind of behavior that is sleeping with a reporter who's doing an article on the pit um, from someone serving in her subcommittee, so... Mark resigns from her subcommittee. Yes.
0: Oh my god. And then Leslie schedules a do-over interview, claiming that the reason she was acting weird was because she has food poisoning from, quote, an old burrito, end quote.
1: <laughs> we go back to JJ's where she orders even more waffles. Um, and then Shauna reads all these negative quotes about the, the park to Leslie, and all of those reactions are Amy Poehler improvising. Really? Reactions...
0: To quotes, yeah. Oh my gosh, so good. Thanks, Wikipedia.
1: But then the last quote is, Mark is quoted as saying, the park is never, ever, ever going to
0: happen. Oh, so bad. This actually, that situation happened to me once. Oh my god, really? Yeah. um, I was being interviewed about this group I was involved in, and without going into too many details, the reporter had basically interviewed a bunch of people before me, and she asked me like two questions and then the rest of the interview was her reading quotes to me and asking me to respond to them and I was like not willing to oh trash gosh. talk this thing that I had been involved with so the entire article was just anonymous negative quotes and then this paragraph at the end that was just me like giving a glowing endorsement of what was happening it was awful <laughs>
1: that's absurd that
0: happened it was awful I so I really like felt for this scene
1: Um. great so then Anne confronts Mark about saying this stuff and to Shauna. And Mark has this great line where he says, wait, do you, do you have to say it's off the record? And Anne just goes, oh my God.
0: Yeah, so, Anne takes things into her own hands and is yes. dealing with how Mark is immature and is a garbage person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how do you feel about Mark Brindanowicz?
0: He's story. a garbage person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> great, I think we'll get to that at some point. Um, so Mark and Anne talk to Shauna. Yes. Um, and ask her if she could consider taking that quote out, and Shawna agrees not to print it since she's romantically involved with Mark, and Mark's immediate response is, hmm, I wouldn't say romantically involved going forward.
0: Oh my god. oh.
1: So, uh, yes, and then we check in back with the B-plot, um, Ron reveals he knows Tom lets him lose, but he loves Tom, because Tom is exactly what he's looking for in a government employee.
0: He's incompetent.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, and then in our last scene, the article is published, it's not too favorable but as leslie mentions it ends on a hopeful note that's true and if
0: that isn't a leslie note takeaway i don't know what is <laughs> well she just before that we see her writing an op-ed piece about media ethics for the pawnee journal which i think is amazing <laughs> um and then mark comes in and apologizes and then takes all the credit for fixing the problem that he created, when in reality, Anne fixed the problem. If he had been left to his own devices, he would not have done anything.
1: (laughs) Great, so that brings us to the end of our episode, and I think segues us into a great conversation, which is, Nora, at this point in the run of Parks and Recreation, how do you feel about all our characters?
0: I love them all. I think they are all acted well. But Mark Brendananowitz is a garbage person.
1: <laughs> I do admit that so far I do not find him to be very sympathetic.
0: Yes, that's a that's a more delicate way of putting what I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah. that's you. You,
1: yes, you feel very strongly about this. Um, but I hold out hope that Mark is gonna kind of get his stuff together. Especially, I I feel like Leslie's so great, and I hope he realizes that because she's turned her eye on him he better like step up to be worthy of those affections yeah that's true but so far yes he hasn't behaved like a total classy guy i think i mean like not that he's allowed to sleep with shauna that's fine and i actually think it was like a little like a tad unkind of leslie to be so mean to shauna in that situation like i understand how she's feeling. Um, but I, that was a moment I found Leslie unsympathetic. I think realistic, but unsympathetic, um, yeah. to react yeah, so negatively to Shauna. And I don't think Mark was wrong to sleep with Shauna. I mean, was it wrong to sleep with a
0: reporter who's doing an article? Yes. Not,
1: not, yeah, not great. He could have
0: waited until the article she came was, out, like, really He was, like, not really part interested. of the article,
1: was the thing, though. He was not, like, part of the article until Leslie called him in to, like, handle the situation, and his handling of the situation was to, like, take this woman out, presumably for dinner, and then for a good time. Um, like, I just do my roundabout point of this is uh, not to slut shame anybody I think Mark's misbehavior sort of comes in an inability to take responsibility for his actions um, a sort of apathetic slash negativity he sort of brings to all his confrontations with Leslie which is sort of stressful and so far I have yet to see what Leslie sees in him
0: that's true yeah so I'm
1: hoping that that will become
0: clear Yes. Moving forward. Yeah. Jill do you have a favorite moment? I do have a favorite moment
1: My favorite moment is when Leslie, stressed out from the whole situation of Shauna sleeping with Mark, goes over to Andy and Anne's house in the middle of her interview, just leaves it, um, and knocks on the door, or no, she rings the doorbell 50 times, and then Anne looks it in, and then she tells Anne that Mark slept with Shauna, and then Andy, from the next room, goes, oh yeah, totally called that. then Anne turns to Leslie and she goes, he did, actually. He totally called that. I just thought that was, like, a nice Anne and Andy moment. Yes. Because, actually, up till this point, I feel like I've been unsure as to why they are together. Yes. I haven't seen them kind of connect. And that was, like, a nice moment where, like, Andy was being, like, kind of goofy and Anne was, like, on board with him being goofy. And it was, like, kind of a nice, I'm like, oh, these guys, they get along in moments where they're not arguing on camera about birth control. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What was your favorite moment?
0: I, I loved, like, um, Amy Poehler's two, like, great physical comedy moments of trying to eat and then spit out the honeysuckle and having her tongue swell up, and then that <laughs> great reaction to the raccoon, it just brought me joy. Um, the
1: raccoon thing is just so funny. <laughs> also, like, knowing that, like,
0: the details
1: behind getting, like, a raccoon on the show, like, just, like, they were, like, we need it for one scene and he need to just, like, kind of walk towards Amy. <laughs> we had penguins on a show that I was working on, and it was, like, the most excited I had ever been. And some sad news, um, they actually don't let the PAs near the penguins, because I'm supremely unqualified to be anywhere near them, because they are wild animals, and they are <laughs> monitored by their trainers at all times. But I did get to go on to set and see them. It was very exciting.
0: That's amazing. I couldn't,
1: I couldn't go near them, but I was able to watch them at work. They have consummate actors, consummate performers. Really, just kind of an honor and a blessing to be in their presence, watching them work on their craft. What Our a nice, what a nice friend from sentiment. the South Pole. Thank you. I really <laughs> love penguins. I was so excited about the penguins. I like would not shut up about the penguins, and everyone was like, "Great, Jill, like we get it." I'm excited about the
0: penguins. <laughs> anyway, um, let's go over some some trivia. Do we have any fun facts that we need to share about this?
1: Here's here's a fun fact. Here's a fun fact. Um, I believe this is the last episode of season one that I had seen. Really? Yes. Because I, in watching the next episode, minor spoilers, um, I did not remember any of it. Whereas I had a vague recollection of having watched this episode. So I believe moving forward, we are entering uncharted viewing territory for Jill.
0: That's exciting. And different hosts. I'm thrilled that I get to go on this journey with you.
1: Aw, that's sweet. (laughs) This episode... um, was unofficially brought to you by Wikipedia. Hey, Wikipedia, thanks for the fun facts. But in another, more real sense of the world, so this episode was brought to you by Literary Starbucks, which you should buy.
0: Yes, please do. We don't need to or, read the whole thing to you again because you remember do <laughs> just the greatness that we've shared. So, well,
1: I assume if you're listening, you already own what five, six copies of the book that you page through and revere as if they are your most prized possessions.
0: Yes, if just you don't prompt. have five or six copies, and you own just one copy, buy four to five more copies, and then you'll have five yeah. to six. So, <laughs>
1: Which is, we can all agree the ideal amount of copies for this specific book. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, check us out at soundcloud.com backslash podcast and rec, and on iTunes now, which is very exciting and pretty
0: please leave us a review on iTunes while you're at it. Uh, music for this week's show, courtesy of Kevin at Incompetech.com. We're on Twitter at, at Podcast and Rec. You can follow Jill on Twitter at Ms. Jill Madeline. That's M-S, Jill Madeline. Um, you can find Nora, that's me, at NoraCats.com. If you have questions, comments, business inquiries, fun stuff to share, just please shoot us an email at podcastandrec at gmail.com. And I would like to reiterate, how much you should download our podcast on iTunes and how much you should leave us a review. We need it desperately.
1: We love you and we like you. Bye. Bye.